0: Welcome back to People Analytics. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton. Today I have with me Sarah Livnott, who is head of people at North One. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Lindsay. So tell the audience who you are, what you do, and why you do it.
1: Sure. My name is Sarah Livnott. I'm the CHRO at North One. Uh, North One is a banking app for small business. Uh, we help small businesses take the stress and complexity out of financial management. Um, I lead up the people and culture function, um, so that includes the who and the how—who um, we invite at North One to join us on our mission to help simplify banking for small businesses, as well as how we work together as a team. And I do it because I love empowering people to be successful in their lives, and from a professional standpoint. I have focused my entire career on helping disadvantaged groups or left out groups be able to access better financial services.
0: That's so awesome. So, you know, community building and connecting with other people, you know, that's one of your passions. So tell me a little bit about your history of, you know, making connections and building community.
1: Yeah, I love the people role because I really believe in the power of community to do hard things. Um, Together, we can always accomplish more than we can alone. And I learned this um, when I was actually a volunteer in the PTA. So I took some time off um, and worked part-time in my former role uh, and my former job. And uh, while I was doing that, I was actually, I decided to lead up my children's PTA, elementary school PTA. And we were in a community that uh, was a dual immersion community. So we had people from Uh, All over who spoke English and Spanish. And as part of that community, I really learned about the um, just the power of communication and having a vision and a mission and being able to inspire and motivate people to work together as a team uh, and as a community. And we were actually uh, really thrived as a community and were able to overcome some pretty difficult changes uh, to our school at the time. And so that was actually where I learned leadership and community building.
0: That's so awesome. So how did you launch that or incorporate that into your career?
1: Yeah, well, it was, you know, unplanned, of course. And so when I went back to work full time, I happened to be in a group, um, public affairs. And my manager at the time actually uh, encouraged me and invited me to take over the communications role. Um, So that was actually a new role for me. Um, but I embraced it with open arms and, and, and learned uh, in that process. And what I actually discovered was that a lot of the skills that I picked up uh, leading my children's PTA and uh, kind of communicating the message and kind of keeping everyone sort of focused and intentional about kind of where we were headed came in incredibly handy um, as I was leading up communications at my former company.
0: So what got, I mean, obviously your children got you involved in PTA, but what kind of pushed you to become president and, you know, bring that community together?
1: I think it was a commitment to public service Mm -hmm. and I was excited uh, to have the time to be able to do that. It had been something that I wanted to do just to be able to get to know the community members and make a real difference at my children's school. Um, And also I was very interested because we were... uh, uh, international community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of difference in terms of people's, um, uh, you know, economic backgrounds and kind of how they showed up that 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 was something that I actually could help with. Um, and, and so yeah, I put those skills to work uh, at my job. Um, so my company that I was at at the time was a, a large company, we had over 3000 people in three different wow. countries. And also people with different roles. So people who are knowledge workers and, you know, being paid an annual salary and working on kind of strategic work, people who were working in our retail establishments or operations groups and being paid by the hour. So just a lot of different backgrounds, uh, different ages, just different demographics. And what um, I learned in that role was that um, we could actually make a huge difference in terms of... Um, you know people's engagement across the mm-hmm. company by just being focused on kind of one north star and being able to effectively communicate that over and over and over again, not only from the top, from the senior level executives, but you know through all the way down to the managers. And it was mm-hmm. incredibly powerful.
0: So, you know, you get into this communications role. How does that path take you to the people um, space?
1: Great question. Yeah. So as part of communications, one of the areas that I found most interesting and fascinating was internal communications, Mm -hmm. right? How do you mobilize and keep aligned a large group of people, right, who are separated by everything, geography, Mm -hmm. location, demographics, background, profile, language, in this case, um, how do you keep them kind of connected and working toward one common goal and just the power that that brings to the business and what you're able to accomplish, and so through that work, um, I got very interested in employee engagement and ended up moving into our people and culture group mm-hmm. um, to focus exclusively on that uh, engagement and our company's culture. And so I we'd never actually had somebody dedicated to that. Um, and so I kind of launched into that. And my background prior to that was in product management. And so I sort of mm-hmm. uh, walked that with a product manager's mindset just to really understand, oh. okay, who is my... Um, you know, who my employees, my customer, and, you know, the managers, um, of course, are a big uh, constituency there mm. and, and a way to be able to affect change. And so how do we work together to be able to measure uh, how people are feeling kind of what are the root causes behind their either satisfaction or dissatisfaction? And how do we address those in a methodical way to help improve people's overall work experience at the company?
0: Wow, that's a really interesting way to look at it. So has having a different background going into the people space helped you look at it in, you know, with various points of view, like you just mentioned?
1: I mean, I think so. Mm -hmm. Again, I I, I haven't lived as a solely, you know, exclusive people and culture person my entire career, but I'm certainly the experiences that I've had in product and now in communications um, have absolutely impacted the way that I approach the work and Mm -hmm. now as the CRD. North one, um, but what I'm noticing um, before I before I accepted the position to go into engagement in the people and culture team, at my, in my prior company, I did I did kind of scan the industry just to see um, what you know how would somebody with my background be received, and what mm-hmm. I was really enthusiastic about seeing was that uh, there actually is an embrace in the people and culture space of a lot of the principles that are used in the in the product kind of development oh, wow. world. So we're starting to see uh, just, you know, the same kinds of um, frameworks, you know, approaches to work, thinking about your kind of customer and being customer driven. Um, so I thought, okay, this is great. Actually, I'm coming in at a perfect time. And people will appreciate this type of um, approach, even though it may be somewhat different than people have done in the past.
0: Yeah, I love that, that perspective. So you're in the people space now. What are you really enjoying about it?
1: Um, I am enjoying just the, um, just the kind of breadth and depth that this role can have in terms of impact on an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking to a colleague recently and he was telling me that the, that the people, uh, group kind of operates like water. We have a ripple effect throughout the organization. And so everything that I do is really, you know, impactful and, mm-hmm. and, um, affects people across the organization, whether it be in performance management or culture building, right, even just the, just the kind of policies that we set. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that I'm all about uh, having impact, um, positive impact on on a group of people. And so being able to be in a position where I can, you know, have a positive impact on all employees at my company is actually very motivating.
0: So I want to go back to talk about community building because in 2020 our work lives were so shifted and we had to learn how to connect and communicate and build community digitally um, and sometimes internationally as well. So that is something that you enjoy um, is figuring out how to build that community, you know, with large, you know, international teams that may be all across the world. Um, so let's talk about that. What what interests you about it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I actually started that role in People and Culture in March 2020. Oh boy! I want to say it was <laughs> the first week of March, and so two weeks later, of course, the pandemic was declared, and everything changed right overnight. Yeah. And what was in our hands was a people emergency. Um, and so the People and Culture team went into overdrive. Uh, and was really focused on protecting kind of the safety and security of our staff first and foremost, um, and then addressing all of the other right impacts, uh, for our team over the course of the next uh, few years. Um, one of the things that from an engagement standpoint that we stood up, um, because of course people left the office and went to work from home, Mm -hmm. um, in all cases across the business, um, for the most part. Um, was a platform actually to help us stay connected. Um, it wasn't particularly very complicated. Um, it was literally like a, a Zoom number, right, mm-hmm. where we could all gather. We built a whole program around that uh, that really focused on addressing the needs that people had that we were hearing through the surveys that we were wow. running. Because uh, we were checking in with people, of course, like I think probably once a month for for a while, mm-hmm. uh, just to check and see how they were doing, what they needed, you know, what were we not seeing that they were experiencing and we needed to address. And so we brought in experts to talk about mental health. We talked uh, about just, co- you know, working from home and how to do that effectively, how to kind of manage just the uh, just the demands of, of, of family mm-hmm. uh, care yeah. during that time, and also just to provide some fun as well. We did things like cupcake making and, uh, you know, just lighthearted things. Um, we did wellness. Um, so we did a... Uh, uh, a challenge, a a wellness challenge where people went out and did steps and, Mm -hmm. um, um, did, uh, signed up for some, some services where we could actually do like stretching together, just take like a five minute stretch break or do some yoga together. And uh, that was very powerful actually. And I heard from people during that time that, you know, they really appreciated the Mm -hmm. ability to kind of log in and kind of have a sense of community and see other people, um, and just be able to, uh, you know, engage with one another in something that was a little bit, you know, maybe not not a work topic, but something that would be more, um, uh, you know, helpful towards something that they were experiencing in their life, a, a hardship at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's something that I've continued, um, and so we do that at my current company, kind of in a, you know, and and it we sort of bend and and structure it to sort of fit the needs of, of the employees at the time. Um, but again, just intentional programming, like understanding what your, what's your clients, your customers need, you know, where are they finding difficulty and how do you deliver something to them where they can all gather together and learn from one another and, you know, learn helpful uh, ways to kind of be uh, more healthy, right, um, mm-hmm. and engaged.
0: That's really awesome. And I, I really love how mental health was one of the first things that that you listed. And so I think that's a really great way to keep people engaged is just having them know that you're looking out for them. So could you talk a little bit on you know, in mental health, you, that importance in the workplace?
1: Yeah, it is incredibly important. People have gone through um, just a lot over the last few years, right? First of all, change, right? Change, yeah. is, change is difficult. I think we as humans are capable of moving through change, but when change happens abruptly, it can mm. be very, very difficult to uh, go through, especially when change is happening in all aspects of your life at once, work, personal, mm-hmm. societal. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, we definitely kept the airwaves open on that and did some training for, first and foremost, for our managers uh, mm-hmm. to be able to be able to sort of empathize number one yeah um and then also be able to um sight and see uh, some of the warning signs right that somebody might be um, under mental duress and then of course to share with people the resources that were available and to bring in experts who could just talk about it um openly and what i found so um you know interesting is when we had these sessions we didn't have a you know not a ton of people came but maybe like 20 30 people at a time would come um, but then there would be like one person who I would get a note from after and they would say this really helped me this really changed my perspective i just really want to thank you and and that to me that was like absolutely worth it if we could help just one person right in that particular session it was completely worth the time and effort to put that together um,
0: What I what you said that I absolutely love is you started, you know, at the core and training your leaders, because I feel like it's usually like, you know, we can bring in someone to help uh, the employees meditate. And that's kind of just a (laughs) bandaid. But what you're doing is you're starting it, you know, where it needs to start and that have that trickle down to everyone else. That's right. That's really wonderful. Um, So let's talk about communication is, you know, something that you, another area that you feel really passionately about and try to, you know, do your best at. Um, And you talk about having a a strategic approach to how you communicate. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what that means?
1: Yes communication must be very intentional, right? You can, first of all, communication is incredibly important. You can have the best program that you create, people and culture, right? And you could make it perfect, right? It could be a fantastic benefit that you're providing. You've really thought through all of the details. But if you have not thought through your literally your go to market uh, plan, and I'm borrowing a product management term, right? (laughs) In terms of term in terms of taking a new product or service to your clientele, um, if you haven't thought through your marketing plan and delivery on that, then, uh, you are shooting yourselves in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're handicapping yourself. Like you've got to be able to get out in front of people and, and talk to them about and explain what the benefits are of mm-hmm. what you're doing and why you're doing it and why it's going to be helpful for them. Um, And so this is a practice that, um, I bring into, uh, you know, the people and culture function, uh, that is very important. And so it's just being really thoughtful and understanding about who is your audience. What is it, you know, that you, what, what is it that you're doing then and how is it going to benefit them? Um, and leading with that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's kind of in, uh, I would say like program service product delivery, Mm -hmm. um, the other aspect of communication is um, alignment. Uh, so keeping a group of people aligned and focused on your mission or your north star or your mm-hmm. goals, whatever, that may be, right? That's that's incredibly important because as a business, right, we are only as good as our ability to collaborate and work together.
0: Right,
1: right. Like what makes us powerful as a species. Right, we are really, really good at collaborating with one another. But when you're now trying to collaborate across like 100 people, 200 people, 1000 people, right? yeah. it gets a little bit. Changing. And so you've got to be really, um, you've got to like, create an intentional communication strategy around how you do that. Um, and have some rituals in place where people know, like, okay, this is where I get to tune in, kind of make sure that I'm, you know, here, what, uh, where we are headed, why we are going that way. How is it that You know, I need to adjust what I'm doing in my role in order to stay within alignment kind of with, because there's, you know, the one thing that is for certain is change.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And so even if you have the best strategy, right, and the best kind of vision, you will have to take twists and turns to get there. And And the more people that you have in your organization or your community, you know, the more intentional and focused you need to be around communicating effectively on a regular basis to keep everybody basically with you and going with you together. Um, So uh, yeah, so these are um, kind of things that I've learned along the way. And and so we're focused, I'm focused on creating these rituals around, you know, nothing complicated, honestly, like a monthly all-hands meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Where everybody gets, And you have sort of rituals around that, uh, where you, for instance, have your leadership uh, get up and talk about the state of where we are and where we're headed and what's coming and what's changing, and that can be incredibly helpful as you travel together, uh, you know, through 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 time Mm -hmm. and encounter changes. So whether it be right stuff, especially in the last two years, changes come pretty abruptly, right. (laughs) Overnight, and yeah. everything changed. Yeah. Um, and so, having those tools in place in advance just help you navigate that um, and keep everybody together. And um, and then most recently, right, we've had the change in the economy, and yeah. that has hit startups pretty hard. Right, that was almost like an overnight change. And so, being able to navigate through that by having a kind of regular, frequent communications with people. Um, can be very, very helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. And part of that change, uh, you know, that was rough on everyone where the layoffs due to, you know, COVID and that unexpected. And that involves communication as well. You know, some communication is better than others, uh, you know, when doing layoffs. So uh, let's talk about, you know, having that mindful strategic communication when going through layoffs.
1: Yeah, I would say that, uh, when you're going, especially when you're going through hard times, right, the having those rituals uh, that you can lean on to um, give you that platform to be able to communicate some of the hard stuff, right, mm-hmm. is, is even more important. And um, in all aspects, whenever you're trying to communicate a change or a new perspective or you're asking people to, to do something new, um, you really need to focus on the why.
0: Mm.
1: Um transparent and and explain to people because we're all in the working world. We're all adults. Yeah. Right. And everybody, I think everybody intuitively, like they just want to do their best and, and knowing uh, having full context um, of course, as much as you can share, you don't have to share everything, but share what you can uh, and to do that in a kind of respectful, clear uh, way and to do that kind of over and over again, right. At the various levels from your top leadership down to, you know, the the manager um, and to do that in a public setting, right, with your leadership, and then to do it in more private settings with your managers and on a one-on-one basis, like, that is how you can help people move through some of that difficult um, difficult uh, news.
0: Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, and you mentioned transparency, which is um, a common word throughout this podcast. What does transparency look like to you, and why is it important in the workplace?
1: Yeah, transparency, um, as I said, it's it's important because – um, people need to, I mean, ultimately if you're a company and you're a high growth company, really looking to affect kind of fast change, right. And be, be successful. You want to have people who are, you know, thinkers who mm-hmm. can question and, um, and find kind of the best path in their particular roles. And, uh, and so people, you know, who are like that, like they, they're thinkers, they want to, you know, the more context and, and information they have to really understand the, uh, what is happening and just some of the challenges that they, that we face as an organization that will help make them better. They will make better decisions. They will also, um, you know, I would say it's almost like a contract, right? Like if you are hiring somebody, uh, to come on board and, and they are a you know smart, ambitious, uh, person who loves learning, you know, then being able to provide them full context really lets them free, right? Mm They are an agent for your business and they can make decisions and kind of look out for the things that you as a senior level executive may not be able to see. Um, So transparency is actually crucial and critical for a company to be successful.
0: Mm -hmm. And I also feel like if there's any kind of secrecy, the employee might be like, oh, this involves me. I've done something wrong and kind of paranoia starts blooming and spreading and That can be very,
1: yeah, toxic. Right, right. People, they're thinkers, right? So they try and fill in the blanks to the best of their ability, but they may not have the full um, vantage kind of point or be Mm -hmm. sitting at the vantage point as somebody who might be a little bit higher up the chain and have access to more information. And so they will fill in the gaps. And a lot of times those gaps can be filled in a way that uh, is just, you know, leading them in a different direction, right? Um, So... Uh, being able to explain uh, very clearly what is happening and why and provide as much information as you can um, will uh, absolutely kind of help people move through uh, both the difficult stuff and then also, you know, help help run kind of toward the successful things as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned surveys earlier in our conversation, and that's such a huge part of communication um, as well. So tell me how you utilize surveys um, in getting uh, employee feedback.
1: Sure. Yeah. We run a quarterly process where we collect um, Uh, information from our employees to understand how their work experience is at the company. So it's an engagement survey. uh, And I think we do two kind of deep ones and then two more um, kind of quick, quick, uh, quick surveys. And that information, you know, in my experience, you have to move on that very quickly. Uh, You you know, once you hear back, right, the contract, if I'm going to go out and ask information from someone, the contract is that I get back to them and I let them know what I heard. Uh, and then what we're going to do about it. Um, So we work uh, very quickly to um, share the information, share the survey results with our managers. Um, We actually gather together our groups uh, of employees, and we do more of a deep dive to kind of understand, because of course you're, you're getting this feedback, but sometimes you have questions like, I think this is what people are saying, but you know, I, it, it would be helpful if I could have a conversation to learn more. And so we, we do pull employees together without the manager so that they can speak a little bit more freely uh, and just ask for more information, more context, and then also ideas on how we might as an organization be able to address some of the concerns that are being raised. Um, and then we share that with the manager and then we hold them accountable for actually following through on that. Uh, so yeah, so we're doing it on a quarterly basis. So it can be you know you, you're you're able to kind of keep your ear to the ground and and hear you know every few months, right what what employees are concerned about or where things are going great, right, and where we can lean in more. Yeah. And that you know that's, that's that to me has been sort of a very effective way to approach engagement.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like it. Um, so it's about time to wrap up the conversation, which has been awesome. So before we do so, do you have anything that you would like to leave our audience of HR and people professionals with?
1: Um, I I would say just uh, just be very you know focused on kind of who you're serving and the why behind that, um, and to really think about your employees right as your customer. Um, that's just my training as a product manager and it's helped me every day. Um, and I know that people in this, uh, in this particular kind of industry, they, they do that, but it, it's wonderful to see that being leaned into more, right? Because especially during, um, times of great change and, and just, just the dynamic environment that we live in being as closely connected to your employees as possible is, is what will make you successful.
0: Truth. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do so?
1: Sure. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, Sarah Livna, and I would be happy to engage in a conversation. I'm always looking to learn more from
0: this community. Awesome. If you or anyone you know is like Sarah who wants to build community in their workplace, reach out to me, Lindsay, at StaffGeek.com. Thank you for listening to Staff Geek's People Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton, and I'm always looking to interview leaders who put people first. If you or someone you know lead with a people-first mindset, please email me at lindsay at staffgeek.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at staffgeek.com. If you want to take things a step deeper and understand your organization's true culture DNA, I encourage you to take Staff Geek's free culture assessment. Just head to staffgeek.com and click the button that says free culture assessment. Thanks again for listening.